If you enjoy Champions for Children, be sure to check out the new podcast from Nemours Children's Health, Well Beyond Medicine. Subscribe today wherever you get your podcasts or at NemoursWellBeyond.org to continue hearing the stories of anything and everything related to the 80% of child health impacts that occur outside the doctor's office. And now, the episode of Champions for Children you requested. Enjoy! When other departments need help solving problems, they will reach out to our team and we can coach them through different tools and help with their mindset to get them to where they need to be. Welcome to the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. I'm Carol Vassar, and the voice you just heard is that of Associate Adrian Miller. Five months ago, Adrian joined the Enterprise-Wide Continuous Improvement Team as a specialist. She did so after 16 years at Nemours as a pharmacist, most recently serving as Pharmacy Operations Manager for the Delaware Valley region. It's a bit of a career swore for Adrian, who knew in high school that she wanted to work in healthcare, but wasn't sure where. So how did she end up getting her foothold in a healthcare career? That is a great question, and I don't have a great answer. Um, I just felt like healthcare was where I was going to end up. I, I don't have any family members that were in healthcare. In fact, both of my parents were in the food industry. I just felt some need to help others and do so in the healthcare setting. I knew, however, that blood was not my thing, couldn't give needles. They kind of freaked me out. So I knew that nursing was definitely not the path for me. And so I was just exploring what other options there were in healthcare. And when I was in high school, there was a program offered to go to a visiting medical school and just hear from the different types of providers there. And so I I thought it was great because I got to leave school early a few days a week to go listen to some different people talk in healthcare. And I remember the pharmacist talking and thinking, wow, this sounds, this just might be what I need. This is someone in healthcare, somebody helping. And I remember them saying, you need a strong background in math and science. I can do this. And so that's kind of how I just went down the pharmacy path. I have my doctorate in pharmacy. I have a pharmacy license. As of right now, I am not practicing pharmacy in my new role. What drew you to Nemours to start with? Why did you want to be at this particular health system? So when I was in college at Philadelphia, I did my internship at a large pediatric institution in Philadelphia. And I knew that hospital seemed like the setting that I loved and I wanted to be in. Um, pediatric hospital, even better. That was great. And I knew that I did not want to commute in and out of the city. I wasn't planning to live in the city after college. And I needed to start looking for some options. And I moved to Delaware with my boyfriend, who is now my husband, and he worked at AstraZeneca, which is a large pharmaceutical company in Delaware and happens to sit right next to Alfred I. DuPont campus. And so he told me about the hospital. I honestly did not even know anything about it. And he said, you know, there's a pediatric hospital here in Delaware. And at that time, I had applied to an adult hospital and then I applied at Nemours. And Nemours just felt like the right place to be. It was a great transition from my internship at a pediatric hospital elsewhere. So I entered as a pharmacist 
And I did what we call staffing for about 10 years. So I was the person verifying medication orders. You know, anytime there was any questions about drug information, if nurses called into the pharmacy, they would talk to a pharmacist. Anytime a provider had any questions about medications. And then we also expanded our services probably around 2007 to be more of a presence out on the unit. And we had some unit-based pharmacists. So I rotated with different clinical teams and I participated in their interdisciplinary rounds. Um, it was about six years ago that I transitioned into a leadership role in the pharmacy. I was responsible for overseeing the day-to-day operations. Much of that was scheduling, making sure we had the right people in the right place at the right time making sure that we got our medications prepared and out to the patients on time and just overseeing all of the processes that go into that. And it was a 24-7 operation and it was a large department. I'm sorry, it is a large department of about 100 people. And we're we're producing over a million doses a year. So it's pretty cool. There's a lot that goes on in the pharmacy. And I loved working on projects that led to process improvement. And so I had done some work with the continuous improvement team to improve our processes. And I really enjoyed the work that I was doing with them. Which leads me right into the next question. 16 years as a pharmacist, as a leader in pharmacy. Now you've made this, I wouldn't say 180 degree turn, but you've made a slight turn in your career. How did that all happen? Sure. So I'm not a risk taker and that felt like a big risk to me. I worked in the pharmacy for so long and I didn't think that there was an opportunity for me outside of pharmacy and exploring my options, networking with people and taking that risk and and seeing that my skills were transferable. And just because I went to school and I have a pharmacy degree um, doesn't mean that I need to be a pharmacist the rest of my life. So there are other options. And I think that my career path has led me here and I'm just really excited to see what it brings. I was one of the first people to enroll in the LEA program at Nemours when they rolled that out in 2019. And it was during one of my classes that I had met Kelly Olmstead, who was facilitating the class. She is now the VP of Transformation, and we just had an instant connection. So we kept in touch over the past few years, and I always enjoyed speaking with Kelly and hearing about what her department was doing and what kind of projects they were involved with. And so when I completed the leader program, I had gained a ton of knowledge and exposure to many different people and different departments across the organization. And it opened my eyes to possibilities outside of the pharmacy. And completing that program really gave me the confidence that my leadership skills were transferable and that I was ready to take a chance and do something outside of the pharmacy. Talk about this team that you just joined. Sure. So This is a fairly new team overall. I would say that there's about 10 people on the team and three of us all started at the same time. So we have a nice little group of three of us that are all learning and all new together. But so far, my mentor has been Audra Bradfield and she has been nothing short of excellent. We share so many things in common. I feel like every time we have a conversation, we learn about something new that we have in common. And she just brings this really easy way to have a conversation. And, and she does a really good job coaching and giving feedback. And she's been a wonderful mentor to have. So she would be, she would be the person on the team right now. That's, that's my, my person. How did it come about that she became your mentor? 
You know, initially I had a different mentor that I was assigned to because Aldra is in Florida and I'm here in the Delaware Valley. And so I originally had a mentor that was in the Delaware Valley with me, but I was kind of assigned a project with Aldra my very first week to start shadowing her. And she was doing some work here in the Delaware Valley. So it made sense that I would kind of help her. And uh, we just had a great relationship. And I think because of the work we were doing together, it was it was just a better fit that we kind of just adjusted my mentor just a, just a few weeks into my training. She has a very relatable, fun, outgoing personality that she could probably deliver some bad news to you. And it's it wouldn't seem bad. She's just very easy to get along with. And when you hear her talk, like, it's very inspiring. She knows her stuff. And it, it's just like, wow, right? So, you know, there's a quote that you're only going to be as good as the people that you surround yourself with. And I am just so honored to surround myself with a group of talented and dedicated people on this team and at Nemours. I mean, as a whole, it's a wonderful group of people. I Everybody I encounter is just so great. Most of those team encounters in two states and three regions is in a virtual setting with a manager who, as of this recording, Adrian had never met face-to-face, but who was working to make certain her team bonded, despite the distance. Adrian Miller. So right now, most of our team is based at home. And so I would say we have four people based in Delaware, probably six in Florida. And so everything we do is virtual. Uh, we have a manager that is in Florida, Connie Pantano, who does an excellent job of making it seem that this is seamless and we're all together all the time. So everything we do is cameras on and it just feels like we're all together all the time. In the role you're in now, is that going to always be a work from home? No. And ideally, you know, we want to be, we want to be back. We want to be able to support people in person. The virtual is working. And like I said, you know, this was really great for me during my training because I was able to connect with people in Florida. But really the purpose of our job is is to support people and having those face-to-face interactions in person is much more beneficial. And so I think we're all looking forward to when we can resume in-person meetings on a larger scale. Give me an example of how the work you've done in the past and the work you're doing now and about to continue doing really influences and contributes to the Nemours mission. Wow. So in continuous improvement, their emphasis is everyday improvement and respect for people. And that just feeds right into our purpose, our vision, the mission. And although I've only been in this role for about three months, I am learning so much about the new strategy, having the opportunity to work with other departments, meeting new people. And I actually feel a stronger connection to the organization, the mission, and the goals now more than ever. I am so proud to be a part of the growth. And I just love the new rebrand. And the whole campaign, I remember for the first time when I heard the commercial on the radio and I stopped and I said to my husband, I was like, this is the Nemours commercial. Let's listen. And when they said well beyond medicine, like I almost got tears in my eyes. I was like, this is amazing that this is where I work. And it just, I felt such a strong connection and I am just so excited for the new brand and I am a big supporter. Put it in your words, to you, what does the new brand mean? So the loop of care, you know, it resembles the infinity sign. And it just reminds me that everybody's involved. Families, we always say families 
patient-centered care. And that picture really sums that up for me. I think it shows that there's different interpretations. Is that a provider and a child? Is that a parent and a child? And really, it's all of those things. And the fact that we are trying to create the healthiest generations of children, we're not just thinking short-term, right? Nemours is really thinking long-term. I'm proud to be part of an organization with such a meaningful mission and an ambitious vision. How does that align with your own personal way of thinking and your own personal values? So it's interesting. I recently was listening to a webinar from Nemours by Allison Kraft, and she mentioned something about her line was, that's not negotiable because it goes against my values. And that really stuck with me. And it got me thinking, well, geez, what are my values? And it just so happens that within the next few days, my husband had said something like, we should do this exercise on talking about our values. And I was like, yes, yes, we should. So we went through this exercise together and identifying our core values. And it's it was a long process and I won't go into all of it, but my number one and my number two were honesty and respect. And at the same time, this is when I'm learning all about the new strategy and my new role and strategy and mission and vision are kind of like all that I'm thinking about and hearing about. And it made me stop and think, well, wait a second, the Nemours values, one of the Nemours values is respect. And one of them is honor, right? And how close is that, that my number one and number two are respect and honesty. And I just had this aha moment when I thought like, wow, this is why I feel so connected to Nemours. Like my personal values directly align with this organization. And how lucky am I to be a part of an organization that shares my core values? So talk about the culture of Nemours. When you describe your friends and colleagues to your family and friends, how do you describe it? Sometimes it feels like it's not real life because when you're walking around, everyone is just so friendly and you, and there are people that I would walk by and not know that have worked there and you just see them and everybody is happy. Nobody puts their head down and walks away. And it's just this kind of environment that's so warm and welcoming for our patients and families, but also for our associates. And every day that I would go into work, I just felt like it was a family. And I felt that even the people I didn't know, I I knew that everybody had each other's back. When you say that to your friends and family who don't work at Nemours, how do they react? I would say sometimes they wouldn't believe me, but that's just my personality is to be overly optimistic all the time. And they probably just were like, oh, that's just Adrian being happy about everything. But I, that's really how I, how I felt. You were definitely an engaged associate. You are one of these people that is really, it sounds like you're in this new phase of your career and you're refreshed by having taken the leaders program. And you're really ready to go into this new role as clinical continuous improvement specialist. What do you think it takes to be an engaged associate? What's the importance of that to the mission and to the kids? Wow. Well, this is very close to me because I I did sit on the associate engagement committee. And so it was something that was important to me and something that the pharmacy department, you know, really took seriously and really tried to improve our efforts. And you know, employee engagement is about the emotional connection that one has to an organization. 
And for me, like I just always felt it. I remember being a, a young pharmacist and and saying, you know what, like this is where I'm going to work my entire life. Like I have no no reason to leave this place. Engaged employees are those that are willing to kind of go above and beyond to help the organization succeed. And I think that when you roll out a new brand and you know, there's some people that were not on board and it, it upset some people. And I just think that seeing the organization grow over time and seeing where we were and where we're going and where they want to be, it's very inspiring. And I just can't help but be proud to be a part of it. How important is that to the patient experience? Well, so research shows that engaged employees have a direct correlation to patient satisfaction. Uh, they perform better on the job, and they also have lower turnover compared to their content colleagues. So having engaged associates is really important. Is there somebody that you want to recognize for going above and beyond, be it in this role or your previous role here at Morse? Yes, I would like to recognize Bob Mullen. Bob is currently the Senior Director of Patient Operations in the Delaware Valley, and Bob and I go way back. He actually was one of the pharmacists when I was in college and I was an intern and I worked with Bob for a few years. Then in 2014, he joined Nemours and became the director of pharmacy. And so I got to work with Bob again and we had a great relationship and Bob saw something in me that I didn't quite see myself and thought that I was ready for a leadership role and kind of encouraged me to pursue an opportunity within the department. It was then that I became the lead pharmacist. And then when there was an opportunity for the operations manager, like once again, he had all the confidence in the world that I could do the job. Bob and I developed a great relationship and he supported me and gave me so many opportunities. And I believe that he got me to where I am in my career. And I owe everything to him. Is there an associate who has really gone over and above to serve patient or patient family or another colleague? Really discretionary effort plus. I mean, everybody that works in the pharmacy really works their butt off all the time. <laughs> I mean, I've seen some people do some extraordinary things. I can't even think of one. I just, the whole pharmacy team in general. I mean, the current director, Cynthia Zhang, all of her coordination efforts with the COVID clinics, the associate clinics, the community clinics, vaccinating all of our patients, everything that she does. I mean, the hours that she puts in to make sure that everything is flawless. I would say she definitely deserves a shout out for this, this past year or two. To Adrian, being engaged as an associate is about more than just herself and her own career. It's also about the associates around her and the time she spends with them in the role of coach and mentor. The days that I feel most fulfilled are the days that I'm spent um, coaching others or talking with them, helping others kind of work through their problems. And I love when, you know, the light bulb kind of goes off and I'm not solving their problems. I'm just helping them solve their problems and I'm kind of guiding them towards a different way of thinking. And, and when I see that all come together, it makes it worth it. I think that in my previous role, anybody felt comfortable coming in and sitting down and talking to me about whatever it was, whether I was their manager or not. I just had created a warm, welcoming environment where people felt like they could share and they knew that I would, maybe they didn't even want the advice. Maybe they just needed somebody to listen. And I would always be somebody willing to listen and help them. 
And I offered candy. Candy. Always a strong choice to get a conversation going. Adrian Miller is a continuous improvement specialist based in Delaware. The Nemours Leader Program is something we covered in depth in our last episode, episode 121 of this podcast, which you can listen to by clicking on the link in the show notes for this episode or visiting nemours.libsyn.com. The podcast is also available on Nemoursnet, the Nemours Now app, and anywhere you find your other favorite podcasts. We're always seeking new topics and stories for the Champions for Children podcast. Our February interview schedule is now open. If you or someone you know would like to share their story with their fellow associates, just email us at podcast at That's podcast at We do our podcast interviews virtually so we can fit anyone's schedule. Our production team includes Deborah Griffin and Peter Adebi. We are grateful for their support. Our music is courtesy of Blue Dot Sessions in Turner's Falls, Massachusetts. On behalf of Adrian Miller, I'm Carol Vassar, and we thank you for listening to this edition of the Nemours Champions for Children podcast. Until next time, please stay safe, stay well, and thank you for all you do for the children and families we serve, and have a happy and healthy holiday season.